If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to week three of the Reiki with Horses teleclass based on my book, Heart to Heart with Horses, The Equine Lover's Guide to Reiki. And tonight we're going to focus on chapters seven, eight, and nine. And I want to begin with a meditation. And the meditation that I've chosen tonight, it's always hard to choose, um, but the meditation I want to do is the Spirit Horse meditation. And so I'm going to lead us in that right now. So you can just find a comfortable position to sit so that your spine is nice and straight. The energy can flow easily. Relax your shoulders and your arms. Relax your body and your legs. And close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths into your belly. now as you breathe, I'd like you to imagine that you are a wild horse, free to roam the earth. You are a physical body, and yet you are much more. Your physical hooves stand stable upon the ground, and yet the energy from your hooves stretches deep into the earth. In fact, You are the earth. A gentle breeze blows your mane upwards from your neck, your physical mane, and yet your energetic mane reaches even farther, high into the sky. In fact, you are the sky. Imagine that you graze in the shade of a lovely, strong tree. You are wild, powerful, and strong. And yet, at the same time, you are peaceful and content and fully present in this moment. You can feel your fierceness, your courage, and the fiery energy of your vibrant heart. This is an ancient energy, deeply connected to the earth, and full of wisdom and compassion and the expansiveness of the sky. Becoming one, connecting with this spirit horse, you can remember how to access your inner strength from a stable and grounded place. Your equine wisdom can remember that in this moment, 
all healing possibility exists within you. And this will help you have the courage to face whatever healing issues you or your loved ones may face. So you say yes to this sharing of energy with the spirit horse. Yes to remembering your inner courage. And yes to healing potential and possibility. Just take a moment to feel your connection to your spirit horse. No separation between you. You are one. Now, I'd like you to imagine that with the help of your spirit horse, the ancient wisdom of the earth can flow up through your hooves and into your heart, grounding and stabilizing you. And imagine your mane reaches up into the limitless universe. Feel the warm, healing light of compassion shining down on you. This is the expansive energy of the sky. Compassion can move down through your mane, into your crown, and throughout your body, into your heart. Feel the ancient wisdom moving up from the earth and expansive compassion shining down from the sky, mixing within your heart. With the help of earth and sky, it is easy to deeply experience wisdom and compassion and this creates great strength within you. You are stable and grounded and you can feel courage too creating a beautiful bright light that spreads out from you as the spirit horse expanding the healing gifts of wisdom and compassion out into the world around you. You are earth. You are sky. You are perfect balance. You are presence. You are courage. 
you are healing. And now I'd like you to bring to your mind a companion horse in your life who is facing a healing challenge. See him or her standing next to your spirit horse of courage. And very gently invite them in to share in the beautiful healing power of ancient wisdom and expansive compassion. These beautiful gifts of the earth and the sky and the spirit horse. Feel the light of your spirit horse shining so brightly that all healing potential exists in this very moment. Healing for body, mind, and spirit is possible now. Feel the spirit horse helping you access your inner courage. Be able to hold this healing space for your companion horse no matter what the issues he or she must face. Courage radiates strongly within this peaceful space. Just relax into this peaceful healing energy and connection. This space that you've created is the Reiki space. It is simply a space of being. There is nothing to do, nothing to fix, no worries, no fear. Within this Reiki space, you can simply surrender to the flow of the universe. Within this space, the universe understands healing and balance at the ultimate level. Feel how easily this letting go can happen with the support of your spirit horse. Let go and simply be. Recite these words in your heart and mind. Peaceful mind, peaceful heart, peaceful body. Healed mind, healed heart, healed body. Peaceful mind, peaceful heart, peaceful body, healed mind, healed heart, healed body. Peaceful mind, 
peaceful heart, peaceful body. Healed mind, healed heart, healed body. And now take a moment to thank your companion horse for his or her openness to the healing space you created. And thank your spirit horse for helping you access your grounding and expansiveness and reminding you of your inner strength and courage. Remember that your spirit horse of healing, wisdom, and compassion is always there inside of you whenever you need him. And when you're ready, take a nice deep cleansing breath and slowly come back and open your eyes. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining me in that. I'm going to unmute you. You can mute yourself again by pressing star six if you have noise where you are. I'd like to open it up to any uh, questions or comments from the meditation we just did or anything from last week or from any of your practices. I'll kind of start there. And if you're on chat, you can type those questions, and I'll be happy to answer them. Kathleen? Yes. Hi, it's Kim. Um, I have to say that uh, normally when I'm done with uh, the horses, I graze them. And, you know, I get off of them and we go up to the top field and I let them cool out as they graze and such. And it's usually quiet, so it is my time to meditate. And I'm enjoying adding what your meditation suggestions and thoughts are, and that's why I bring my phone up which I downloaded, so I was listening to them. So my other student was with me with her other horse, and I was playing the meditation that you did. And ironically, I kept thinking to myself, is she, you know, is she going to be okay with this? I'm thinking about my other student. Is, you know, is she going to get antsy? Is she understanding this? And afterward, I mean, she's a type A personality, and afterward I had the thought, in my head that I understood what that the horses were actually chewing in almost in tandem and rhythm, the two horses together. And it mm. was just the four of us up in this field. And my student opened her eyes and looked at me and she said it. And, and I was amazed that she, you know, even, you know, got that, that she realized it. And I, I started laughing. I said, exactly what I thought. The horses, <laughs> it was great, but the horses normally, when they graze, they kind of drag you around a bit, <laughs> if you're not like looking for grass everywhere. They were as much into the meditation as we were, and we all pretty much had our eyes sort of semi-closed as far as myself and my, my student, and the horses were doing their thing next to us. We each had a hand on their horses' shoulders, and it was just the four of us. Nobody else was around, and the sun was coming out. It was the most incredible, incredible experience. 
wow, that is so beautiful. I mean, and that's the Reiki space where all of our separateness and our, you know, differences and, you know, I'm a horse, I'm a person, all of those things melt away. And there's just this heart-to-heart communion that's really a sacred space. You know, mm-hmm. oh, how how wonderful. Well, I'm really happy to hear that the meditation could help kind of facilitate that. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. All right. Well, I, I'm going to move on then since everyone is super quiet. So I'm going to mute you guys again for a little bit here just so we have a nice quiet line. So I wanted to kind of start um, with the meditation that I did tonight because um, I'm going to talk a little bit about chapter seven. And I really enjoyed writing this chapter. And this chapter really came out of nowhere, really actually not nowhere, but like a Reiki meditation where I was not expecting it. And I was, you know, I was thinking about, you know, how to transform difficulty into something positive. And this is, you know, it's a, it's something that has really been close to my heart as I have navigated through the last five years of having breast cancer twice and going through quite a few surgeries related to that, um, and as well as um, lots of different types of treatments and things, and facing my own mortality, all kinds of things. And, you know, I'm kind of an eternal optimist. I always make lemonade out of lemons. That's just kind of my, um, it's my nature, I guess. I guess it's why I love working with um, shelter and sanctuary animals, because I I love to find the positive in the middle of that difficult situation. (laughs) But I was really thinking about how how horses can facilitate that, and I was really meditating on that for myself because I know I've shared a few stories in the book about my own personal experience with horses helping me and healing me. But I wanted to go deeper into more of like a totem horse, you know, a spiritual horse, the iconic horse, you know, the horse that, you know, a shaman would would call in, you know, this sort of all-powerful, all-knowing spiritual being in the form of a horse and all of the wisdom and compassion that that horse would bring. And so I was just really sitting with that and meditating with that over a period of time. And this chapter um, kind of unfolded in a really funny way because I, I began to see kind of a yin-yang in this spirit horse and so there was like in my mind I could see the horse this bright and shining horse of wisdom and everything but then kind of on the ground behind him following him wherever he went was this shadow horse if he was running the shadow was also running if he was standing the shadow was there standing and um I began to sort of make the connection about our own uh our own being in the healing space and how we have these two sides always to contend with. And so I think 
most of the time when we face a healing crisis or like we're with our horse and our horse is facing a really difficult healing crisis, then all of our fears come to the surface right away. That's kind of like the knee-jerk thing, right? And so it's all the worst-case scenarios and panic and worry and fear and all of that, the unknown, you know. And um, and so I really see us at that moment that it's it's the shadow horse which has all the power and the beautiful, vibrant, you know, radiant horse that's like the sun is like on the ground like a shadow almost. You know, it's like they, they sort of transpose and the shadow horse gains all this power and sucks it away from this beautiful light radiant horse. And I find that so interesting that that we as human beings, we go into that negative space so quickly because our horses don't do that. Our horses are in a much deeper space spiritually, I believe. And this is one of the reasons that I, I think Reiki with our horses, meditating with our horses is so powerful because it's like meditating with a living Buddha or meditating with our horses. And so I think it's really, it's really healing for us to be with our horses in, in an open-hearted space in that Reiki meditation because it can help us to let go of that knee-jerk reaction where we give all of this power to the shadow side and to our, our negativity, to our fears and our worries. And so, um, so I talk a little bit about, first of all, you know, what is our shadow horse? And, you know, I, I see it as just really um, our ego almost. And I've talked a lot about in the last couple of weeks about letting go and learning to really be present without having to fix things. And we have to let go of our ego to do that because our ego wants to control things, wants to fix things, wants to say, okay, if I do this, this, and this, nothing bad will ever happen. Um, And then we have a lot of expectations. Um, We get angry. Um, we we start to blame. We have all these negative things that hook onto that ego and wanting to do or fix. And you know we're in. We mean well, right? We mean well. We want to just help, but it turns into a really. Uh, it turns into depression. It turns into being you know paralyzed by fear or um, really frustrated, lashing out maybe at other people. Um, who come too close to us in that moment when we're worrying about a horse, right? (laughs) But for many of us, we practice building up this shadow horse all the time in our life. Like that's how we live our life through crisis, is in that negative, anxious, fearful space. And we just lash out, we have worry, we try to, you know, control everything and then you know, and, and then the difficult situation will pass one way or another, and then we'll be completely drained and exhausted from that. And I, I was thinking about it. It's so interesting that that's just our go-to in the way that we deal with issues because, as I said, you know, horses aren't like that. Horses are so grounded and accepting of whatever their situation is. I have my old horse, Shawnee, who I talk about, in the introduction chapter. Um, and 
he was my first horse. I talk about him in, in that other chapter, too, about horses in my life. And um, he's going to be 30 on May 15th. I'm so excited about that. It's, we have to have a big party and give him lots of treats. <laughs> but, you know, he's getting older. And, you know, especially in the last year or two, I'm starting to see his age a little bit more, whereas I never did. And I, was, I would always say, guess how old he is? And people would say 12, and I'd say 25. And, you know, he always has looked so handsome and so young. But I see now his, you know, his, his aging, and he's not moving around as well as he did in his arthritis, which he's had ever since I've known him. Um, you know, he's, he's just he's getting older. And um, I tend to baby him and worry about his little this or that. And he always just has this attitude like, Mom, I'm fine. What is your problem? <laughs> and it doesn't matter what it is. And, you know, like if he, you know, trips and skins his knee or something and I'm there doing Reiki, then it's more like he's doing Reiki for me. Mom, I'm going to be fine. Just here, stand next to me. Let me hold this space for you. <laughs> and I think, of course, that I'm there sharing Reiki with him because he skinned his knee or whatever. And so I think that it's really funny that, you know, our horses are so much more evolved in that way than we are. So so I guess in this chapter I wanted to, to really think about how we transform, you know, that shadow horse into that, that shining bright positivity, that radiant horse. And that's not an easy thing to do because we've been practicing for years the other way, giving into our fears and control and worry and frustration whenever we face difficulty. So for me, practicing Reiki is really the key. Also being with our horses, just being with them because of who they are. And also practicing Reiki with our horses. So all of those things can help us because Reiki is so grounding and it helps us to be present. It helps us to expand and shift our our heart and open our heart. And so we have such a deep wisdom and roots in the earth, and such an open expansiveness in our heart and our mind. Just like the meditation, which I led you in, that meditation for me really represents Reiki, that unification of the earth and sky, being super grounded, having a really open mind. And so Reiki practice can really help us to transform. So the first step in that really is to realize that you're you know, giving in to the shadow horse when it happens, and then to really visualize that radiant horse and see that beautiful, bright, shining horse of earth and sky and wisdom and compassion and and see him standing next to you in that difficulty and radiating all of that light and love just as our horses in the physical do. So, um, you know, that you are not alone. You have all of this strength of the universe, of this animal totem, this horse totem, all of this spiritual power. For me, the, the horse, the spirit horse in the meditation is not really external to us, even though it seems that way. We sort of call it in as a visualization and something outside of us. Um, but in the meditation, we sort of merge together and become the spirit horse. But the way that I see it is that we already are the spirit horse. We already have 
all of that wonderful strength and, and those qualities within us and that courage within us to hold the space in, in a brave way and be courageous and strong for our horses sick. We already have that, but we've forgotten. We've gotten so out of touch, we've totally forgotten it. And so vis- having that visual of that bright and shining, strong, radiant horse is a way to help us to remember what we already have inside of us. So that's really my belief about all of these meditations that we are going to do over the weeks of this class is that it, they, on the, on the surface, it may look like, okay, we're doing this visualization, we're bringing light from outside of us into us, or we're visualizing, you know, this horse or that horse, or we're doing this breath. But it's really about awakening what we already have inside of us. It's a tool to help us remember that connection and that oneness and that light that's inside of us. Just remembering it, awakening it again. So when we can do that, when we can realize, you know, that we have all of that inside of us, then we can transform our perspective on illness. So I think um, I want to read this quote by Sogyal Rinpoche because I think it's so beautiful about transformation, um, that perspective. He says, the times when you're suffering can be those when you're open, and where you are extremely vulnerable can be where your greatest strength really lies. Say to yourself, I'm not going to run away from this suffering. I want to use it in the best and richest way I can so that I can become more compassionate and more helpful to others. Suffering, after all, can teach us about compassion. If you suffer, you will know how it is when others suffer, and if you're in a position to help others, it is through your suffering that you will find the understanding and compassion to do so. And this really was my personal experience in going through my my cancer experience was that I really could understand and empathize and have compassion in a whole different way when I went through that myself. So it was a way to shift and find positivity in that moment. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, I'm going through this, but um, I'm going to use this to dig really deep within myself to become stronger so that I can help others even more from what I'm experiencing. So that's kind of a different way of looking at our own illness to see it as a source of, of strength inside of us. We often think of illness or difficulty or suffering as our weaknesses, right? So we're beginning to transform the way we see. And we can even do that for our horses. We can see that within them. We can see all of the strength and compassion and wisdom that whatever they're going through, that experience will also bring to them. There, there are many spiritual gifts that come with us when we have um, a physical illness. And um, if we keep looking, and I said this the last couple of weeks, but if we keep looking deeper with our Reiki eyes and seeing that light within, then we realize it's not, you know, I am not what my condition is. I am this beautiful light. I am the universe. The more we kind of practice that within ourselves and use this meditation with the spirit horse to help you remember all of that light within you, then when your horse is sick, you'll it'll be easier for you to see 
beneath that and see all of his strengths and beautiful gifts in that moment. And of course, then I talk about in this chapter about transforming difficult moments into compassionate moments. And for me, you know, this is really about why we're here is to help others. So, you know, again, it's leaning into that difficulty and seeing the opportunity to be present with an open heart, to let go of our fear and um, radiate loving kindness in those difficult moments where maybe everybody else is panicking, everybody else is running away. But the practice of Reiki can help give us the strength to be the one that holds the space for everybody else. And so if we can begin to really understand how important our job is in that difficult moment, you know, we can choose to give into the fear, give into that shadow horse, right away into the sunset on our fear and our anxiety, worry and frustration, um, or we can shine the, that beautiful light of compassion in that really um, difficult moment and help others in that moment. We can lean into it and transform it, not just for ourselves, but also for them, which I think is, is such a beautiful experience to see when, you know, you think to yourself, oh, well, I must only be doing this for myself. And then you look around and all of the horses that were panicking are now calm, the horse that was, you know, um, you know really tense and maybe had gotten injured is now relaxing more. Uh, maybe the vet is, you know, doing everything as good as possible and there's a feeling of peace surrounding everyone. And so you can really see a transformation in that difficult moment just by transforming yourself and holding that space for everybody. And that kind of leads me into the next chapter, Chapter 8, which is really about healing fear and finding courage. Um, and but I have to read you the quote that I start this chapter with. I, I love it so much. It's the Mark Twain quote. I am an old man and have known a great many troubles, but most of them have never happened. <laughs> and, I mean, I think we all are experts on worries, you know. We have trained ourselves to have this shadow horse that follows us around, right? Um, We're expert worriers, but most of the time, they don't come true, and so we spend all of this energy on it. So something I talk about in this chapter, it, it made me kind of laugh and smile when I wrote this chapter because one of the things I say is, so today, right now, I'm going to ask you to do something absolutely and totally crazy. I want you to start imagining awesome, beautiful, and healing possibilities in your life. I want you to imagine these miraculous possibilities can happen everywhere you go and in everything you do. And I was thinking that, you know, people will say, when I say that to you, you'll be saying, but that can't happen. You know, all of these great, awesome things, like I'm just making it up. But you know what? That's what we do with our worries too, right? And our worst-case scenarios that we play over and over in our head that never come true. So we certainly give ourselves permission to do that and play those tapes in our head. But then when we want to play the positivity tapes, now we're going to say, no, I can't do that. That, that would never happen, right? It doesn't make any sense. So how do we kind of get to that space where we can um, 
really focus on the positive. And I, for me, it's really about love. Love is the key. You love your horse so much. And that love is more powerful than any fear will ever be. And so that is how you do it, is the love gives you the courage and the power to rise above the fear. And that love creates this amazing healing space. I mean, for me, that's another word we could substitute Reiki for the word love. Reiki is really about love and compassion. And so the more that we kind of give into that love, the more that it overtakes the fear, the fear kind of dissolves into the light of love, which is really beautiful. So your horses will help you to discover your courage in all kinds of ways. And in this chapter, I have a Pegasus and Courage meditation, which was really fun. Um, I don't know about you, but when I was young, I just thought a Pegasus would be um, the perfect kind of horse to have. And the way that I see this meditation in this book is about um, finding your inner Pegasus to remember your inner courage. And so it was really fun to to really um, connect with that image and to feel that strength inside. But I want to move on now to Chapter 9 because finally, okay, we've been talking all about compassion and our state of mind and being grounded and, you know, all of these really esoteric concepts. And now I'm finally in Chapter 9 getting down to some of the the real um, practical steps, right? So that kind of gives you an idea when I was writing this book what was most important to me. And I really feel that it's really our visualization, our state of mind, and the way that we view illness and the way that we view what is happening um, in our lives with our own health and in our horses' lives with their health. That's first and foremost and most, most important. But now I'm finally going to talk a little bit about meditation. And you know, I, I, I learned about meditation from animals and a lot of it from horses because if you're going to do Reiki with horses or I should say meditate, right, with horses, if you're going to do that, you're not going to be sitting on your meditation cushion in your house, in your room with your nice little candle and music playing and everything's nice and great and your horse is standing there with you in your room. No. Right? Where are you going to be? You're going to be outside. You're going to be in the pasture or you'll be in the stall, in the barn. You'll be in the paddock. Um, maybe you'll be walking along a beautiful path with your horse. And so, you know, the old Japanese teachers always say that life is meditation and meditation is life. And they would always teach that, you know, if if the only time you can find peace is when you're, you know, sitting in a corner and no one's disturbing you, is that real peace? Not really, because then you get up and you go into the world and you lose it, right? So the goal really, the real goal of our Reiki practice is to bring that peacefulness, that compassion, that state of mind that's open, without judgment, without expectation, that's fully present with an open heart, you know, everything we've talked about in all of the chapters leading up to this. We want to bring that 
into our life with our horses. It doesn't do any good to be shut up in the house and then you go out with your horse and you leave it behind. Bring it with you. So there are many ways to meditate with your horse. And um, you can do it sitting, standing, walking, and even riding. Now, the riding is a little bit tricky depending on your horse because you don't want to be out in la-la land, right, while your, um, you know, horse goes running off and you're like, what happened, right? So, you know, I'm lucky. Kodiak, my, my horse that I'm riding in, in the pictures in the book, he's he's so steady and he's so good and he's so calm. So I'm really lucky that, to be able to, you know, when I was doing a lot of rehab from my um surgeries and stuff and I couldn't really ride I couldn't use my arm and I was very fragile not feeling well I would just ride him in circles in the arena and I would do my Reiki meditations I would do you know meditations like this um, the sphere meditations here or I would do maybe Reiki chanting or whatever and um, and he would just walk along like okay this is mom's healing time I'm going to support this and just the motion of his walk was very balancing and centering and grounding for my physical body. So to be able to visualize that expansiveness in your mind as your body is getting into that flow, that nice balanced flow, is is actually a really great combination. But just be safe. So if you know, have your have a friend, you know, lead your horse, stand next to you and lead lead your horse if you don't have a, a you know super calm a uh, horse like I've got that just walks around, then, um, you know, just be safe and be sensible with that. Um, but I, so I talk about doing a sitting meditation um, and standing meditations when you're standing in the uh, pasture and then walking meditations where you are walking with your horse and then riding meditations. So there's actually four different meditations within this chapter for you to try. But the real most important thing is not really the practice that you're doing. It's the space that you're discovering through the practice, if that makes sense. So the space underneath that or the the place, the door that opens. So let's look at it that way. So you're doing your practice and that opens a door. That's a door within you, inside of you, that helps you remember your own wisdom and compassion that you have and that strength and that courage, whatever. Being able to overcome your fears and your worries and anger and ego and all that kind of stuff, that is what these practices do. And they do them in different ways. But when we learn how to meditate, whether we're sitting, standing, walking, or riding, we, we're learning that we can bring this state of mind and heart with us in everything that we do with our horses. So we don't have to say, oh, well, I did Reiki. Okay, now I'm going to, you know, go feed my horse. Or, okay, I, I did Reiki. Okay, now I'm going to take a walk with my horse. Or, you know, I did Reiki in the, in the cupboard at home, and now I'm out in the world. I can't do Reiki now then it becomes, you know, very useless in a way. The more that we can bring it into all of our interactions with our horse, the more healing we can bring to the world and to all the beings, whether they're horses, other animals, humans, you know, planet Earth. That's how we heal. 
our world is by bringing it into every aspect. So that is really the purpose of this chapter um, and all of the meditations um, in it is is to really um, bring Reiki, peace, compassion, wisdom, balance, and healing to every aspect of being with your horse. So just experiment with all of them. So I'm going to um, open it up to you. I'm going to unmute you guys and open it up to those of you on chat and on the call for any questions or comments about this. Any of you tried any of these meditations yet with your horses? Any of the walking, standing, sitting, riding, any of those from this chapter? Yes. Uh, it's Kim. Yes. I have done a number of them. Um, I have also, gosh, it's my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody's going to get that. Um, I have also put, oh my God. I'm sorry, I have also done it where um, I have put my students on a lunge line and took away the, the reins and the stirrups and had them in a circle so they didn't have to worry about steering or where they were going or who else was mm-hmm. near them or jumping near them and just had them, I used to call them Zen lessons or sensitivity lessons. So I guess it's along the same line as, mm-hmm. you know, the meditation and that you were talking about, but where they would get so into the motion and the rhythm that when they opened their eyes, they didn't even realize that people were jumping around them and that there were all these lessons going on. We're not at a quiet time. <laughs> so it's very hard to carve out, you know, your own little space sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, to be able to get so inside of yourself. And, and I, I think all the lessons are always life lessons. Mm-hmm. And at least that's what I try and, and build upon. And, and it's really, uh, yeah, it, it, it comes back to me when somebody will say to me, you know, I was at work and I had an issue with a coworker, but I thought about something you said during the lesson and how you were saying to, to breathe through it and how to handle it. So again, I think that it, I, Somewhere along the line, I'm, I'm, you know, have that thought or that understanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's now very enlightening to me about reading what you have written and seeing how I can, you know, even bring that further and bring that into further awareness for myself and for others, you know, for my students and such. That's awesome. Well, see, because you're, I mean, Reiki is really how, it, it's just a way to tap into this space, but that space is always there, that space of balance and connection. And I mean, those Zen lessons, like you were saying, it's really about connecting your students to their horse, really in a in a very present, open-hearted way. And that will make them a better rider, a better horse person. It will deepen their connection with the horse. The horse will be happier. Um, everyone will have a more pleasant you know, experience including you. And I believe that space can radiate out to the other riders and people in the barn that, you know, everybody starts to feel that peacefulness, that connection, that harmony that happens. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Reiki is just one way to tap into that inner wisdom that we have. 
And those of us that are really tuned into horses, you know, our horses are holding that space for us all the time. We just have to, you know, remember to be more receptive to it because it's always there. So I think that's really awesome that you're finding that kind of resonating those ideas um, that that you've sort of discovered them in on your own. And um, because, like they say, um, three things cannot be hidden. This is an old um, proverb. Three things cannot be hidden, the sun, the moon, and the truth. Mm-hmm. And so that this, this is a, a real truth, a real spiritual truth about creating this space. And when we harmonize with heart to heart with another being, I mean, that's really why we're here. And so we get this certain feeling of well-being when we do it. And, you know, there's many ways to do it. You know, Reiki is just one way. But when we discover and that place, it's like coming home in a way, you know. I like that. Well, I'd love for you guys to um, email me and let me know how it goes when you practice some of these meditations with your horses. Any other questions or comments from tonight? All right, so I want to um, finish tonight then with um, the meta practice with the horses because I think this is um, almost like a a prayer of peacefulness for the world Um, and it would be a beautiful um, way to end tonight. So let me, I'm going to mute you guys so we have a little quiet for that. And I'd like you to um, put your hands, palms together in front of your heart. And I'd like you to speak these words in your mind and heart as you share this space and with your horses. So bring, bring your horses to mind, all the horses of the world, horse energy. And just repeat these words in your mind with me. May I be joyful and peaceful. May I be healthy, comfortable, and safe. May I be in harmony with all things. And now visualizing your horse or your herd, may you be joyful and peaceful. May you be healthy, comfortable, and safe. And may you be in harmony with all things. And now bring to your mind and heart all domesticated horses on the earth. May you be joyful and peaceful. May you be healthy, comfortable, and safe. And may you be in harmony with all things. And bringing to your mind all the wild horses on the earth. May you be joyful and peaceful. May you be healthy, comfortable, and safe. And may you be in harmony with all things. 
and to all humans on the earth. May your heart open to the wisdom and compassion of being kind and gentle to yourself. And also may you treat all horses with the same respect and gentleness. And imagine that these words can radiate healing and love out infinitely into the universe. And you're just relaxing and holding that beautiful space as an invitation of healing, love, compassion, peacefulness, harmony, all good things. Take a moment to thank all of the horses who connected with you in this beautiful space. And take a nice deep breath and slowly come back and open your eyes. I'm going to unmute you guys. And I want to... Um, finish tonight with this quote by Thich Nhat Hanh, which I love, which is, the earth is sacred and we touch her with every step. We should be very respectful because we are walking on our mother. If we walk like that, then every step will be grounding, every step will be nourishing. So if we can think of walking like that, a beautiful, sacred, grounded walk of compassion and love, every step that we take with our horses, it will make our lives with them full of so much love and um, joy and healing, no matter what experiences that they may face, illnesses or, you know, difficulties, that they will um, find healing. We will be able to hold that space for them. So thank you all for being um, here tonight. Be sure to do all of the practices this week or as many as you can. Try to practice every day if you can. And when questions come up, you can email email them to me or um, let me know what your experiences that you're having. I always love to hear about that. And we will be meeting next at our uh, Wednesday time, next week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And so I look forward to seeing all of you then. And... Um, Anything else before we finish tonight? All right, a very quiet group tonight. Well, thank you all for being here, and um, blessings, and have a beautiful week. Good night, everybody. Good Good night. night. Thank Thank you.